Good morning, everyone. We are finishing up the last week before Election Day on Tuesday. If you have not turned in your ballot, you can at City Hall and the Valley Public Library. There are also ballot drop boxes over at the Douglas Library and the Oak Bay Statter Harbor Boat Launch Parking Lot. With me today to conclude our programs on the city election are this year's assembly candidates, Carol Treem, Greg Smith, and Wade Bryson are all here to chat with us about city issues. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning Kevin. Well, I call this action line to order. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mr. Chair. Okay. <laughs> Carol, Wade, this will be your third term, but second full term on the assembly. And Greg, you were elected the year after they were, so it'll be your second full term on the assembly. What made you all want to stay on the job? I think we'll start with you, Greg. Yeah, I've been saying, and it's there's just more work to be done. Um, June is a great place, special place. Um, I feel like this assembly does a good job of hearing from the community, figuring out what priorities are, moving things forward, um, and I want to keep keep doing that. So that's why I'm running again. Mm, Carol. Well, these guys are so fun. How could I not? Um, I want to spend another three years with them. But uh, we have, I think we've been making a lot of progress. I have felt like we've had momentum on different things, um, housing being the big one. So it's, it's felt like we're making a difference and feels like we can still do that. And I want to be part of that going forward. And housing, of course, is going to be our main topic for who knows how long. But that and you know other things just really feels like we're productive and can be helpful and so why would i want to quit that and wait yeah i would agree this is a very probably the highest functioning group of people that i've had the privilege of working with and i'm honored to be a part of it and that's kind of why i want to continue serving i love the work i enjoy what we're doing and uh you know up to our elbows and the different topics and we get to meet the entire community because of whatever the topic is, it has people that are interested in it. So I really love the work. Okay, well, we've got four ballot questions this year. Generating the most discussion and even some signage around town has been Prop 4. Being that you all were in office at the time the original disclosure ordinance was approved, I wanted to know your thoughts on the matter evolving to where it is now. Uh, since we started with you, Greg, we'll go to Carol here. Yeah, when the topic initially came to the assembly, I was hesitant because of, I just, I feel like Alaska in particular, people really value their privacy. But when it was explained to us how it makes the difference in equity, like how having the information for those really high value properties makes us be able to value them, you know, truer. We get a truer value for those. And that will actually kind of ease the burden of the middle and lower income homeowners. That's what convinced me. So I was hesitant at first. I got convinced because I think that this information is really important for having equitable assessments and equitable property taxes. And that's that's why I voted for the ordinance and the various variations that came to the assembly afterwards. Is that hope for more information then? Yeah, more information is just going to help help everybody. Uh, and Wade, I saw you were not in there for a moment. What do you agree with? Um, oh no, Miss Treem is uh, spot on. We we're it's it's a touchy. Somebody said, "What did I call it? A, a sticky wicket." Um, it, it's a touchy subject, and my alternative solution. I was trying to come up with a, a way that we could provide that information without 
at getting so personal because when you buy a, a home for the majority of us, that's the, like the biggest transaction of your life. It's very personal. Uh, then you th- then have to go tell the city, this was the strength of my negotiating abilities. This was my timing and how I could buy the property. And so it, if we just take sales prices, which they don't just use that, um, that becomes the personal component. I was hoping that we could use an appraisal, like a professional third-party appraisal, because then it removes some of the personalness of that uh, disclosure. And so, uh, Ms. Dream's right. We, the more information we have, the more accurate the assessments can be, and we don't want assessments that either are way too high or way too low. That's not fair. So, coming up with a fair suite about it. If there's a better way, please let us know. Uh, they didn't like this way, so I would really uh, encourage them to give us a way that we could have the most accurate um, assessments. That's what we're looking for. Greg, let's bring you in. You yeah, I, I had some concerns about the privacy as well. And then I remember a conversation with someone and they said they were looking at public already public information from the state recorder's office. And they said, OK, well, I see you got a loan from X bank. And I see it was for this amount. And then based on the maybe put 5% down, this is what I would guess your home, you paid for your home. And they were completely correct. So some of that information is out there already when you get financing, um, conventional financing. If you pay cash or use other types of financing that isn't publicly recorded, that's when that information isn't available. So, and that I think come back, comes back to the point of more information is helpful to p- fairly assess property, t- property values and which is going to be more fair for tax um, purposes. I, I, I voted against the ordinance when it first came through. I didn't, I felt like we needed more time and more understanding and to kind of move the community along with it. However, I think the concept is sound. 40 states, give or take, require disclosure of, of home of property sales. Um, and I, I think for good reason. I think it leads to truer property values and more fairness in, in property tax assessment. Of course, that's not the only pro- uh, proposition here on the ballot. There are other items from the city on the ballot. That's the 1% sales tax extension and the bonding proposals for parks and trails, as well as a new city hall. Uh, Share with us your hope for these other ballot questions. Uh, We'll start with you, Wade. Um, It's no secret by now that I have uh, uh, carried the torch for the city hall. Uh, I was the chair of public works and facilities where we had a lot of the discussion about site selection, um, you know, the initial design. And uh, unfortunately, the we, the city staff was not able to go and then communicate all of the very helpful information um, of why we've picked this uh, site and this proposal. Um, so I've really been working hard on that. I, I think the only thing that I can say about it is that if this wasn't the best option like if this wasn't the the best value for Juno, the the most permanent solution, I wouldn't ask people to support it. And I really feel like we found the just ultimate solution here that does provide the longest uh, product and the the best value for Juno. So I've really uh, 
strongly advocated for that because I've watched the process go from we listened to everybody and we took everything into consideration and then we boiled down to what made the most sense. And so that's where we are. And we'll find out on Wednesday morning where we are in City Hall. Uh, Greg, what do you think of props one through three? Yeah. Um, well, to me, the the most important one is the extending the 1% sales tax. Um, it will it, it, it so it's extending a part of our sales tax now for another five years and that money goes to mostly capital projects and a lot of its deferred maintenance for city facilities school district facilities improvements at docks and harbors um, maintenance at parks and rec um, and then even some programs like child care uh, and some infrastructure for our police and fire super critical to extend that there may be things in there that a person may not like. That's fair. I think we need to all be looking at the big picture and realizing that's a really important funding stream for our infrastructure, and it's important to extend. Um, also super supportive of the of the parks um, bond. I helped kind of get that along with the mayor crafted. Um, and, and it... It's allowing. It's gonna. It's gonna do some maintenance um, on uh, Adair Kennedy track, the track surface, and then kind of do a few new things like a, a, a new turf um, for baseball and softball at Adair Kennedy. I think for that reason, it's good, and that it's going to a bond because it is doing a bit of a new thing. So glad that we're asking the community with how they feel, but hopefully they're supportive of that too. And on the 1% sales tax extension, we've also seen it referred to as an increase, but we're currently being taxed at the sales tax rate, right? Ex- this is just extending. Exactly. Right. It would keep yeah. it all the same, but again, it would over five years would put about $60 million into critical infrastructure, city, schools, um, stuff that we all use and care about. And um, I don't know what would happen if it failed, but it would... <laughs> I don't think it would be good, and it would not be fun for anyone after that. So, Well, in effect, it would lower the tax, right? It would lower the tax, but then I don't know how we would, I mean, yeah, unless we decided not to maintain the schools and maintain city facilities and docks and harbors. I mean, right. where would that money come from? Um, probably wouldn't. Probably wouldn't be a fun place to have to go try to find that $60 million, So, And Carol, you want to jump in? Yeah, well, I appreciate that Wade has taken on the mantle of New City Hall and Greg, the 1% sales tax. Um, I'm in support of both of those and the parks bonds. I will, I guess the thing I have to add about the two bond propositions is that we are about to pay off a bunch of debt that we currently have, which means now is a great time to go get new debt in the form of new bonds because our, our debt mill rate will stay unchanged because we are paying off at the same time we'll be adding new debt so i think this is a great time to do both of those projects um actually new city hall we probably should have done like five or six years ago but uh you know that's the way the world works so now is the second best time to do that project all right well we're gonna take a couple minute recess so we'll be right back And we're back with this year's Judo Assembly candidates, Carol Treem, Greg Smith, and Wade Bryson. Housing alone has seen quite the discussion here in town. And so what strategies or work, continuing work, would you like to do in your next term to try to spur additional housing development? Uh, Wade, I think we started with you. So this time we'll start with Carol. 
So we've got a couple of good things in the works right now. We're working on expanding tax abatement to the whole borough. So if somebody wants to build a new multifamily, so a new apartment building, um, they would get some property tax abatement for 12 years to do so. So that could be an incentive that could help spur that kind of building. And we're also taking a look at short-term rentals. And I think what we have to do before we get into any kind of regulation is, is take an assessment of what's out there and see just how big of an impact that has. But we're taking steps to do that. So those are the two things that I'm really like enthusiastic and excited about right now. Where is that abatement was just downtown? Yeah, previously right? actually started just for senior living. So we got oh. that project going with uh, tax abatement. We did it for downtown. No projects in downtown have used it, but it's, it is an option. So we're going to try to expand that borough-wide because we need housing everywhere, not just downtown. Mm, Greg, what about you? Yeah, so one of another important reason to support the 1% is we have directed or, or, or said we will use some of that 1% funding to continue to add to the affordable housing um, fund, which will can will can give grants to developers and others who are trying to build housing. Um, sometimes it's one of those key things that moves these projects across the finish line. Um, I, I think we're looking and open to all options. I know staff is in our um, in our development department is looking at it. Um, I think across staff and throughout the assembly we were open to ideas on ways to get more housing in Juneau. we've had a couple um kind of exciting proposals out at peterson hill by developers um people have talked to me about should we do rfps for city land to developers not just in Juneau but potentially outside as well um i think we're looking at all ways to kind of move the needle to get more housing built because we know it is such an issue way to join us here um i mean greg hit the nail on the head we have uh, i've used the expression thrown the kitchen sink at trying to come up with ways to incentivize and increase the housing inventory here in juno and um we're just going to continue to come up with that and um i've thought of this because last time that we were we're coming up with a proposal and um we're doing things outside the box so we're we're whatever proposal people have been bringing to us we've been looking at so if there's a developer out there or a small group of people they're like that's not fair that they're doing that well if you have a better idea and a better suggestion bring it to us if you know how you can increase the housing inventory here um we're listening we are trying to achieve that goal so um man the kitchen sink is what we're uh, looking at trying to i mean from tax abatement to uh, loans, to incentives, and um, I think Ms. Stream and I have talked before, what can we do to take those families that are wanting to go from apartment renting uh, families and turn the, convert them into homeowners? Because that's how you increase the wealth of your community and you stabilize your population when they own their home here. So um, it, it's definitely a great direction for this uh, assembly to be moving in. How did that saying go, all the easy... Uh, all the easy answers have already been made. They, they have taken all of the easy land. They've done all of the easy development. And we're trying to make the other stuff uh, practical now. Mm. I, 
Now, on another topic, I think we all remember the alarm that was raised earlier in the year by Finance Director Jeff Rogers' projection that government spending in Juneau would be untenable by 2027 if spending is left unchanged. What do you hope the city can do to address this? I think we'll start with you, Greg. Yeah, so we we, we hear updates on revenue throughout the year. Um, we have the annual budget process that starts March, April of every year. Um, and, and it's something we look at every year and are considerate about. We evaluate every expenditure we make. Um, thankfully, I think th- staff and kind of via, via assembly direction, they typically are conservative on their estimates um, for revenue so that even though it may not look great as we're getting an update in the middle of summer, it, it usually ends up better than it than it had been predicted, but it's just something we look at every year, um, and we it, it, there, we of course have to balance revenue with expenditures. Um, we have decent reserves. We've talked about some maybe some mechanisms to continue to add to our rainy rainy day reserves so that we have enough as we move forward and you know the unknown approaches, but. Um, it's something that's on our mind all the time, and it's something we look at all the time. And on, on that conservative figure, I think one of the projections was that there'd be a million cruise passengers, right? So that, that's that's a projection that also leads to the revenue. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Carol? So one of the things I would really like to uh, get the Assembly to do a better job of is do our spending during the budget cycle. So in the last year, we did have a, quite a big fund balance, and I think that led to some that led to some unplanned spending in the middle of the budget cycle year. And it, it's fine; we could afford it. Um, but I think it would be better if we did that all at one time, and then we kind of had a, a, a focused look at and better plans for what we're spending on, and to see like if it's really getting us to our long-term goals to spend, you know, this. Three million here and that four million there, or whatever. Um, so that's something I would like to to kind of get us to have a little bit better discipline about. And I think when we do that, we can like really make sure that what we are spending money on is going to have the biggest possible long term impact and be the best for Juno. But that said, um, we have had this just crazy crazy events that have happened that have led to this uh, fund balance and. I think you know, it has allowed us to do some things that the community really needed, like um, you know the Glory Hall and Teal Street Center out in the valley, the SHI Plaza downtown. Those are really great community investments, and I think that they're not bad things. And it's not bad when the assembly has the resources to put that kind of investment into the community and does that. But I just want us to make sure we're doing it in a really considerate and thoughtful way. And Wade? Well, in a community, there's only two directions that we can go. We're either growing or we're shrinking. And I really feel like the actions of this assembly and the way that we look at it is we are planning for Juno's growth and future. We're not making decisions like, oh, well, if we shrink the community five more percent, then we can get rid of two schools and save all kinds of money. And we don't operate that way. We operate as Juno is a healthy lively growing city that um you know population has been roughly the same for the last 20 years and um i think as we 
throw the book or throw the kitchen sink at housing and continue to to expand the different industries that are here in Juneau and not be so reliant that you know uh, state uh, payroll is going to cover fifty percent of Juno's um, year-round expenses. I mean, we're we're just growing the community, drifting a little w- away from that. And as long as we continue to move forward, I think we'll be able to handle the uh, the weight of losing some of that state revenue. But I do believe that Juno is going to be the capital forever, and we're operating that way. And so, while we might have a dip in state employment now, that's not to speak about the future. Mm. Now, we've got a little bit of time left, but I wanted to squeeze this question in because after every election, the assembly reorganizes. So what committees or liaison positions are you interested in, Carol? I want to stay on Mr. Bryson's Public Works Committee. Mm-hmm. He is a great public, public works director, and I love our focus on garbage. Yes. So, all right. Well, where do you want to be, Mr. Bryson? Well, I- I do really enjoy the public works and facilities chair, and I'm able to do things like go stick my hands into garbage and uh, into the wastewater treatment plant. And, you know, I I love all that kind of stuff. So uh, uh, I'm going to be there and I I don't want to be remiss without mentioning our wonderful finance chair because Carol has led us through some pretty tough discussions and um, talk about herding cats. Miss Stream can do it. so trash yeah actually i'm interested in the systemic racism review committee i'm I'm thinking that might be uh one of my interests and greg where do you want to be yeah i mean i i think a nice thing about the the assembly is essentially going to remain unchanged after this year's election um and i think some consistency is good for just after a kind of a wild time we've been through um i i like my current assignments of public works with mr bryson uh with i I really do like the lands housing and economic development committee that michelle hale chairs i I hope to stay on that um in terms of a new liaison i i I might ask to get on the downtown be a liaison to the downtown business association um they have a new director who i met with yesterday um i think as we kind of hopefully emerge from the pandemic and um you know tourism starts to return in, in numbers that we want to see. Um, I think there's some exciting happenings there, so I think that will be a, one, a, a new liaison that I'm going to ask to join. I wish I could give you all closing statements, but we are at 11.01, so I will thank you all for being here. Thanks, Thanks Kevin. Kevin. Thanks a lot, Kevin. And that's the program. Thank you for listening. And join us on Monday. We'll, well, we'll be in election week, so be prepared to vote. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line, signing off. Everyone, we're adjourned.